All right, this episode is going to be, this is episode 23. This is going to be all about drug lords. But before we get to the meat and potatoes of the drug lords, you are going to try some thick water. <laughs> oh, no. So oh. there it is in all of its glory. <sighs> I got to, I just got to get a video of this so I can unfortunately remember it forever. Oh, you'll have this video forever. Oh. This will forever live on the internet. The thick water. You got to thick it. Oh my gosh. Why is that the name? It's about to flip oh. it upside down and look at it. Like in the bottle. Look at the consistency. Uh, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put it on my Snapchat so then everybody can. Oh, oh man. That's bad. Oh, pour it in the cup. Oh, that's what the cup's there for. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't even want to be able to drink that much of it. So you don't want to drink a whole cupful? <laughs> no, that's so weird. Thick how, water. How much did you get? Oh, you got a pretty good amount. Oh, it's gonna be so weird. If I can get it, <laughs> it's thick. <laughs> take it. Take a pretty good swig. <laughs> <laughs> What do you what do you compare that to? It says it has a honey consistency. Do you do you do you think that that's like a honey consistency? No. <laughs> that's bad though. Oh my gosh, that is awful. Like who who does that? Like whose thing is that? <laughs> People that need it. Like <sighs> what what would you ah! <laughs> I got it. Ah, <laughs> I mean, you took it way better than I did, but I just it's I don't all, like the textures. What mind over matter? No, it's about the, that textures. Ah, it's like it. it's like a, a drinking snot, right? Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, drinking snot. Because I mean, it's don't be wrong. It doesn't taste good, but at the same time, it's not like the taste is what got me. It's that texture is. Well, I mean, don't don't be fooled. The taste isn't good either. Yeah, the taste isn't amazing or nothing. I, I'm good. Have you seen the video I sent you with the uh, kid that made ramen noodles with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um, oh, uh, if you how fast do you think you would die of dehydration if this is all you could drink? Um, I don't know how fast the body dehydrate because it's, it's just, I'm not even touching it. I'm just, this, it wouldn't I, even be it, worth it. Okay. If I have to take a chance on living by having to drink that or to just not drink anything at all, it looks like I'm just taking my chances with not drinking anything at all. Really? Oh yeah. I, I, the life is not worth living if that's what's going to keep you alive. <laughs> so rate this from one to 10, like how bad or how good? 10, 10 is like you would have this every day of your life. Negative three. <laughs> so not even. Well, I literally just told you I'd rather die than have to live off that. Okay. Well, <laughs> like I guess it's a negative three out of ten for the thick water. I mean, at least I mean that's that's for me. Like, what do you think you could mix with that that would, I don't know, like make you not want to die? Thin water. <laughs> 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 that'd, be a, that'd be a good video how much regular water does it take to make thick water not thick 
I don't think you'd want to try that because I feel like we're like it's probably gonna be some kind of different consistency where that'd just sit on top. <laughs> like it'd be like oil and water, how it yeah. just separates. Yeah. And then you'd end up getting you'd be like, oh, okay, this isn't bad. And then you get a hold of the thick water. <laughs> and then you die. What? I couldn't remember if I set if I set that camera to record. I wanted to make sure that I captured your thick water experience. Uh, All right. Did. So, <laughs> aside from the thick water, drug lords. I bet they did drink thick water. Um, I'd say they didn't. I'd say they drank um, crystal or just some kind of fancy, you know, rich regular water. Oh, or I don't know, whatever drug. I mean, no. When I think of a drug lord, I think of him with a big bottle of champagne. A mountain of cocaine. Could you imagine? Think about this. What if you say you were like a, a drug lord's assistant, right? What if he wanted a bottle of champagne and then you refilled his bottle of champagne with thick water? You're dead. <laughs> you think he'd just kill you? Yeah. Like, that'd be unfortunate. That'd be like, you don't, you don't think the, you're like, it's just a prank, bro. You don't think that'd work? No, because I mean, you gotta think, not, I wouldn't say all drug lords, but a decent amount of drug lords do the drugs they sell still. No, I mean, not even not the ones they sell specifically, but they they also do drugs though. Right. Think about a guy that's been doing cocaine for three weeks straight, how happy he's gonna be whenever he gets thick water instead of champagne. <laughs> that, that is a very good point. Yeah. Like now, if it's like a normal level headed person, then okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a joke. Oh, okay. Depending on also how good of friends you all are. But I just feel like, from somebody that's on the standpoint of they've been on drugs for several days straight uh, and they're probably got high paranoia because they sell drugs. So they're always on, you know, they don't want stuff like that to happen to them. Right. I mean, I mean, I think it'd be worth a shot. Uh, would you, still, tr- would you try it? You think what to, to give the drug lord thick water whenever, like say he asked for regular water and you go, here you go. Well, it depends. Do is all I have to drink is thick water. i I see where you're going okay if all i have to drink is thick water then yes because i'd rather die than have to drink that water fair enough so whenever it uh obviously whenever you talk about drug lords who do you think is at the top like as of right now like no not 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 right now ever oh everybody knows the answer to that popular yeah well, Pablo Escobar was what the third richest man or fourth richest man at one point, something like that. Yeah, from solely he, make, he was making like what, like a couple billion a month or something at, at his high, at his peak or somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, but you got to think about this because that's also if you take in inflation now, it's like triple what he was making back then. Yeah, because this is also in the eighties. Yeah, but Pablo was making so much money; they're still finding his money buried to this day in like farms and stuff. Really? Because he had to bury it because where he was trying to keep it in the safer at his house, the rats kept getting into it and eating it. And he was losing more money from rats than anything else. That's rats like sort of destroying more of his money than anything else. You'd think that whenever you have that much money, you wouldn't think that'd be a problem. Like you wouldn't think rats would be your biggest well, problem. Well, okay, you got to think. With Pablo, it's not legal money. And right. there's only so, like a bank can only hold so much money. Right. So unless he creates his own bank to hold all the money in, but then that's a bad idea because then the police can come get it. Well, because yeah, then everybody knows exactly where all his money's at. Yeah. Huh. Have you seen? Before we get too deep, have you seen the uh, Escobar phone? No. Well, 
I think it's a gold phone, I'm guessing. Well, it happens to be gold, but it's a whole company called Escobar Inc. that is ran by Pablo's brother, who is like the I think he's is a self I think he's the self declared like CEO of the Escobar Holding Company or something. But here is his the phone called the Escobar Fold Two. What the heck? And uh, basically, what it is is, and it's actually like a good. It's actually like a good price, four hundred bucks. It's a, uh, from what I understand, how good's the phone though? Well, from what I understand, what he what they did is they bought the overstock of the Galaxy Fold, mm-hmm. and then so they just bought the over. So it's the same phone, just different labeling. And then apparently, I have I didn't look this up. I should have, but the Samsung Fold was some was some, like a thousand or twelve hundred dollars, and then these are four hundred bucks. And it's the same thing as the um so it's the exact same phone just as the Samsung fold. I mean buy buy one, let me know how it is, and then I might buy one because I'm gonna let you be the guinea pig. Oh there's more oh, is there more pictures? <laughs> well, if that doesn't sell a phone, I don't know what will. Well and then it stays on your screen. <laughs> the uh well it says they're out of stock. Well that's the that's the Escobar fold one. Oh, that's the Fold 2. Yeah, this is the Fold 2. They, and they have two different versions of the Fold 1, of the Fold 2. I think there's the $400 version one. There's one that's like 500 I think this one, I think the difference is this one has 128 gigs of storage. And I think the 2 has like 256. Something like that. What's his face did a video on it? It does a video on everything technology. Yeah, that's where that's where I saw it. Oh no, the right here, the five forty nine has five hundred and twelve gigs of of uh, storage. So it's one twenty eight or five twelve. That's actually, I mean, that's not bad. Whenever you're talking phones, the uh, no, because mine is. Whenever I got mine, it was. Does have a, a twelve or thirteen hundred? Does have a full shop. Is this like speakers and bags? And- Luxury headphones, wireless, $140. No, I wonder how good those Bluetooth are. Bluetooth speaker. I wonder how, a $90 hat. Yeah, that's the one thing. I saw that before and I was like, really? Like you're going to have all like all this stuff that's reasonably priced and you're going to have a $90 hat. Like, come on. Yeah, but how good is that other stuff though? I don't know. That's like, because I feel like there's a reason that that phone was overstock. Like it probably wasn't really overstock. It was probably more like. I, I mean, know. you also got to take into consideration you'd be buying a phone from a a a dead drug lord's brother. So I mean, how I mean how how good can it be? That's true. Yeah, I just. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure Pablo had the best Coke. I don't know that if he has the best phones. How you know you had the best Coke? <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> Caught him, guys. <laughs> well, considering I wasn't even alive whenever he was alive. You, you could have found some that he had stowed away in the, like underground somewhere. That's right. I took that trip to Columbia that one time. And all I did was dig for Coke. <laughs> no wonder you're so amped up when you got back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever I was like, when did he die? Did he die in like 90... Like two or something? I thought it was earlier than that. Could have been 92 there. 
Because I wasn't, I don't even think I was thought of. Probably not. You're probably just twinkling your dad's eye. <laughs> no, your dad, 93. I was born in 93. Oh, yeah. It's probably he, why he, he died. I was born in December and he died in December. So there was like a three month overlap there. Yeah, you, that's probably on purpose, though. Like, I'd say he was sitting there thinking, like, oh, geez, Tyler Young is in this world now. <laughs> <clears throat> Could be. Yeah, it's a. Uh... So, uh... oh, we're talking about drug lords today. That's the subject. That we have at hand, and you got us off topic with the phone. Yeah, I, I got us off topic with the phone. Okay, I had to I had to bring up the Escobar fold just because I knew about it. All right, so back to square one. Greatest drug dealer, definitely of all time, that we know would have to be Pablo Escobar. Right. But at the same time, who we have now? Actually, I couldn't even tell you who we have now because a lot of people would think, oh, El Chapo is like the next escobar that's what I, I that's what i was gonna say was that el chapo is probably number two but he's not who's ahead of him it's well he's the more famous out of the cartel that he works for because they the cartel they're in a couple cartels got together and that's what like they are now part of he's just the one that's been the most famous because he had that whole incident with running away with the tunnel underneath the prison yeah like the probably the most like well i'd say probably the most extravagant breakout ever yeah oh yeah because i mean have you seen the tunnel the tunnel was big enough to perfectly hold a four-wheeler in there no problem whatsoever I, I you could seen the stand tunnel, up but i saw the surveillance video and i know you, i'm sure you've seen it mm -hmm. where he's like walking and he just like walks into his bathroom and then just like that's it <laughs> you just never see him again no well they created a hole that was very good size for him and then like i said the tunnel was i think uh seven foot by like five foot so you know seven foot tall five foot wide i mean it, it might have even been more than five foot wide it probably was more than five foot wide it says here it was 1.5 kilometer tunnel um so it's a little less than a mile yeah because one i think there's 1.6 kilometers in a mile it's a little less than a mile which is still, that's actually not as long as I thought it was. I thought it was longer than that. But that's, I want to know how, like, if you're, like, if I was going to dig, like, if I was going to try to dig some guy out of prison, I'd, there, I have no idea how I would dig a tunnel underground and then come up so accurately and come up into their shower inside of the prison. Like, I don't, like how do you map that out? Good question and, and then how are they in how do you dig a straight tunnel because these guys aren't like architects like these are well, just like drug people well see that's where you are probably wrong you gotta think a lot of these guys like they probably weren't people that worked for the cartel specifically the cartel probably went and got people that know what they're doing when it comes to making a tunnel to do it and they took their families hostage and made them do it mm, that's a good point I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, do you not know what happened with Pablo's son? So Pablo's son got caught by the DEA or something because they were doing some kind of raid, and it just so happens, perfect timing, they run into his son while they're doing some kind of raid. What, Pablo's son or uh, El Chapo's son? Pa Pablo's, or not Pablo, Chapo's son. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, and El Chapo, you know, his son got caught. They, they was in a raid they caught him? 
It was like, I don't know if it was a raid, but like they weren't trying to go after him. They just so happened to come across him while they right. were doing something else surveillance wise. Well, they get him, they get to the safe house. And then in like 30 minutes to an hour later, the whole entire house is surrounded by just nothing but, you know, cartel, like fighters for their cartel. Yeah. Like there's trucks and everything just completely people that up. have nothing to live for pretty much yeah like, well the only thing they have to live for is his son basically because his son is what's keeping them having food on the table for their families right so without him they're screwed right so you know you have hundreds of these guys out there and there's i think 12 operatives that have a son so i mean the numbers just not adding up right so they just ended up having to just give his son up because <laughs> there was, wasn't i don't know how long it lasted but wasn't it was basically like a war for them to get a son back. Cause like I saw, I definitely saw pictures where the cartel was like, b- like bombing the police vehicles and they were like just killing, like shooting up police stations and like oh, doing well, all kinds of crazy well, stuff. Well, because they told them, Hey, give them back. We got you surrounded. So we're not giving them back. And they said, okay. And then they, you know, start destroying everything just for the fact of just, Hey, this is what I can do. I have more authority than you. Yeah. Cause they do. That's crazy. The cartels run everything. The cartels even run stuff around in the U.S. Yeah. Like they're, you know, I mean, they don't run it nearly as bad as what they do down there. Yeah. Like that would never happen here. No. There's, there's not going to be some gang take over a whole like police force and like get somebody out. Yeah. Cause that's the thing with the gangs in America is they're very unorganized. <laughs> very unorganized. Yeah. Very unorganized. The cartels are, you know, they have people like, you know they have people like all of like their leaders are very not manipulative they're meticulous yeah meticulous very meticulous but that's the reason why they're in the positions they're in it's like the mafia the mafia didn't have a bunch of crazy stupid people running it it was smart intelligent people yeah you can't just have anybody just running it yeah it's a it's an organization it's just if you're the ceo of a company you're not gonna put somebody stupid in charge right like you're not going to put the janitor in charge. Yeah. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Exactly. You want somebody that knows what they're doing. They've been around the business and they're going to be able to get something done productively and follow the rules. Right. <clears throat> right. That's a, another thing people don't understand is they have a written rule. Like they have written rules just because they're in a gang. Like cause even gangs do too. Like these cartel leaders, that's the reason why they make it as long as they do. And it's whenever they break their own rules is whenever they finally get caught. Right. I mean, because that even happened with uh, El Chapo. I don't know El Chapo, but uh, Pablo Escobar. Like, he just got too greedy with it and everything, and then he started just getting uh, carried away. Not carried away, but he got too comfortable and right. started making mistakes. I had, you almost would have no choice but to get com- like not too comfortable, but like comfortable at some point. Because didn't he? I think he what he paid off all the police stations, and then. Didn't he like pay off like uh, the courthouses or whatever? And then like he got like a seat like in the Senate or something. Oh, yeah. To have yeah, a, he to, was like helping run office. Yeah. So like he was like and then uh, whenever he got arrested, he built his own prison. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. He built his own prison. Like that was part of like who who else? would have that kind of like uh, like weight to throw around. It's like, okay, listen, you can arrest me and you can put me in jail, but I'm not going to your jail. I'm going to build my own jail and you can't come in my jail. Like, really? Like, how do you have that much weight to throw around? 
That's so crazy. And the uh, I did I watched a piece of uh, um, a thing on Netflix about him, and there was one thing that I thought was like kind of crazy that he uh, that said that he because in this it was like a like a mini document like a forty minute mini documentary, and they were saying that he had a uh, like a seven day party or something, and uh, he had I forget who they got, but just like some random guy that's at the party, but they were like eat they, you know they had like uh, catering or whatever, and uh, the guy that uh that he did this to was like you know he ate or whatever and he like took a fork or like a spoon or something uh, like off the table and like put it in his pocket and then like somebody saw it and then somebody told pablo that this guy stole some of his silverware so then at the party pablo takes the guy duct tapes his hands and his feet and kicks him in the pool and then everyone's entertainment is watching the guy drowned because he stole some silverware yeah and it was like not even like a it was just like the, you know, he's a probably a billionaire. Oh, uh, some silverware is nothing to him. But it was probably some fancy silverware. It, oh, that too. But it's just like the principle of it I mean, for him, I'm sure. It's probably just like, you steal from me, you die. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Well, Because you want people to fear you so they will respect you. Right. Because think, if I say, if I told you, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it today, you'd say, oh, okay, whatever. But I would never tell you no if I knew that you would kill me for saying I can't come over here today. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'll be uh, over that, here. It is a different story. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And with him, it's like whenever he was starting to sell the drugs at first and he uh, he had power, but not as much as he did towards the end. But he was going to the border and he had his trucks and everything. Well, one truck was full of presents to give to the guards to take their families. But that was the scary part. Is he had all their names, all their addresses, who was in their family, like all their information about them, had exactly what their kids even wanted as presents already in the truck. That's like a, it's like a like a double like a slap in the face almost. Yeah, it it's was like it's like you're giving me something, but how do you know? Yeah, well, no, because well, the reason why they, he did that is he was telling them, you're going to take this bribe. And you're going to let me take my drugs across this border. And if you have anything to say about it, I have people on standby at your houses ready to murder your whole entire family. Right. For you telling me no. Because isn't that like basically how you ran everything was just like, as long as you didn't try to stop him, you're fine. He doesn't care. But the minute you try to stop him, you're dead. Yeah. But that's another thing. If you don't try to stop him, then he takes care of you. So don't try to stop him. Well, yeah, that was the, his whole spiel behind it. Because, you know, whenever he's running for the Senate, like you're talking about, uh, the Senate or whatever it was that he ran for, he gave everybody money to vote for him. Really? Yeah, he bought everybody's vote. He was getting everybody like $1,000 a piece or something like that to vote for him. Jeez. I'll vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? It's $1,000. Like, you can do a good bit with that. I mean, as long as you don't try to stop the guy, you're good. Man, I mean, the man had a, a gold toilet everywhere he lived. Even when he was on the run from the police, he would take a gold toilet with him. They did like, in the, the little documentary that I watched. It wasn't they didn't say anything specifically about a gold toilet, but they did say that he really enjoyed nice bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And they said that everywhere he went, he had an, an extremely nice bathroom. Yeah, and part of that was a gold toilet. <laughs> yeah, the only that's the only part of it I can always remember because who, how rich are you? 
that your toilet... You think it was the same gold toilet, or do you think it I was... think it was different ones, because think whenever... He had, he had to get a new gold toilet every time. Well, we got to think about that, because if the place gets raided and he has to leave it, what they want to do is go back and get it. Could you Could you imagine... You're like you're raiding a place and you see Pablo running out of the back door holding a gold toilet. <laughs> He's just like running through the jungle, like, I got to have my gold toilet. He's just running away. I don't but he's so rich though. I mean, he, or he was so rich. It was just insane. And I wonder what they did, like what happened with all that money. I don't know. Because thing, do you think his family got to keep any of it? Well, I mean, they definitely kept some of it because of the whole uh you know, they're doing this whole Escobar Inc. thing. Yeah, but, and, I mean, they could have easily got funded for that. Uh, they could have. Let me pull back the website back up. I, I mean, think somewhere on the bottom it says, like, that, like, that guy is the, like, like, this, like, the thing is Escobar Holding Company or something. You know, it's crazier, though. So Escobar, you know, he yeah, it got, says Escobar Inc. Es- established 1984, and then it says Pablo Escobar's holding company. I don't know what that means. I would assume that's just like a his way of laundering money. And that could be, I mean, I just thought of this just right now. That could be this uh where this whole phone thing started. It's just a, a way to launder money. Yeah. Because I mean why like why else would Pablo Escobar's brother decide to get into the phone business? Well, profitable. It says he's I out mean, of stock. So apparently it's selling. Well, that was the that was the one. It's still out of stock, so it means it's selling. Yeah. I think it's I think that the ninety dollar hat wasn't out of stock though. <laughs> I can't imagine many people buy that. I can't imagine anybody buying. If it was like a $20 hat, I would buy one. Well, all day. $20 hat, that's not a bad price. That's a good deal. Oh, I'm not going to buy a $90 hat. That's insane. I think the most I ever spent on a hat was 30 Really? Yeah, I can't even think of a hat that I'd own that's cost I mean, more than 30 bucks. Like Even my bucket hats and stuff, those are all like... I mean, if you want to be honest, the best hats are the free ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those exactly. are the best ones. Exactly, though. You're not wrong. I mean, a free hat, I don't know. I mean, that's like the people that spend, you know, a thousand dollars on a wallet. Like, what's the point? You know, as I mean, once you have so much money, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah, I got a $12 wallet, works just fine. And it's Calvin Klein. So it's still name brand. It's only $12, works fine. But it's not Gucci. Stuff. Why does it need to be a Gucci? I mean, I ain't got Gucci it, money. It, <laughs> it, 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 hold, it caresses the bills so they feel safe. If that's the case, then I'm going to buy a Versace the, one. What's that do? The, the, the money that's in your wallet doesn't feel safe. It feels like it could be spent at any time. It probably has a lot of anxiety. Well, When you put your money in a Gucci wallet, it knows we are safe and we are secure. All the Benjamins sleep well at night. What kind of wallet do you think that Pablo had? Uh, a house wallet. <laughs> it was just it was a secure house he just where he just around. piled the money in floor he, to ceiling he walked around like off Wolf of Wall Street where he didn't have a wallet he just had all of his money in a rubber band and just walked around with like that he probably didn't have a rubber band he probably had like a, like a money guy that Dude, carried the money for him Pablo was spending like something crazy like a hundred thousand dollars no it wasn't a hundred thousand it was like twenty four thousand dollars a month on rubber bands I don't know I'd have to look that up because now I want the real answer did you, um, while you looked that up, did you also know that, <clears throat> this one was very surprising to me, 
the various ways that he smuggled drugs in? Well, uh, well I, mean, I was waiting for you to answer. Oh, mm-hmm. like he, uh, I was reading that he he used one of the things, and this is what blew my mind was this is in the eighties. One, he used container ships for to smuggle coke in. He also had planes, helicopters, which are you know pretty standard. But the one that blew my mind was it said that he had submarines that he used to smuggle the drugs in. Submarines? Submarines. That's how you know you got too much money. I think it said that he had like eight or something, like eight submarines. And that like and that's in the eighties. So like in the eighties, like how would you call someone and just go, Hey, I need a submarine? Like that's not something that you can just buy. So, you want to hear something really crazy? What? What? Well, yeah, you know, like you're right. You can't just buy that. I don't know where he'd be going to get it. Like you, you can't just like call up the local submarine dealership and be like, "Yeah, I need a, uh, I need a big one. I need a big <laughs> one." So imagine making like, how many rubber bands do you think a thousand dollars can get you? How many rubber bands? Yeah, how many rubber bands do you think a thousand dollars can get you? Um, I know for sure it's a lot. Because I bought, I think, a thousand rubber bands off of Amazon, and it was something like twenty or thirty dollars. All right. So now, granted, they didn't have Amazon back then for him to order rubber bands off of, but I think it was something like that. Well, let's do the math on that real quick then. Okay, so twenty dollars got you roughly. Well, actually, I can just look it up right now on Amazon. Oh. Let's see here. So 20 got you a thousand rubber bands. Um five dollars per three twenty. Bet you want five thousand dollars in rubber bands right now. Because that's what Pablo did a week. Just band up all his money. Thousand dollars a week? In rubber bands. Whew. Just in rubber bands. That's a lot. Just think about that. How ridiculous is that? So that's $5 per 320 rubber bands. What's the math on that? How many rubber bands is that? $5 for 320? Yeah. All right, so it's 5 for 320. Then uh, that means you need to figure out $1,000 worth. So 5 divided by... A thousand, which is like a hundred or not hundred, but uh, you're gonna be driving like math people nuts. I know it's 200. <laughs> My bad, guys. I don't know, I'm brain dead right now. <laughs> I don't get paid to do math anyway, you don't pay me for this. <laughs> and then you know, times that by you said 320, yeah. So that's 64,000, like 64,000 rubber bands. So he's going through sixty four thousand a week. A week, sixty four thousand. I mean, rough estimate. Because I mean, who knows? He could have been getting a good deal. He could have been getting more, or he could have been getting the big rubber yeah. bands. And so, paying. even if you round it way down, say fifty thousand, fifty thousand rubber bands a week. That because <laughs> one rubber band can hold. Well, how's he banding it? You think? I mean, I'd say he's banding up pretty decent. Like one rubber band per stack. Or you think he's using like three say, or four a stack. I'd say using two. Rubber band stack. That's that's probably about right. Because that's a good medium, also. So he, I mean, he's probably bands, put, you could have a stack, probably like what eight inches, ten inches high. 
something yeah, like that. He, yeah, so he's probably banned. Cause, well, because it said that he was selling on average 15 tons of cocaine per day. Now, I don't know how he's smuggling 15 tons per day. Now, I don't know how true that is. 15 tons per day is what it was saying. So that's so. 30,000 pounds a day of coke. Yeah, but I don't know how true that could be. Is there really? I mean, everything is saying 15 tons, but do you really think that's a true estimate? Is it saying he was making like 420 million a week in revenue? I'm well, I mean, his operation was massive, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he made him one of the richest people on earth. So, I mean, if, I mean you, if you're talking, you know, I mean, we're talking the biggest drug operation ever, probably, if not one of like top three biggest ever. Where could so you? So, I don't think that's that like out there. Where could you even? Like, I just don't. Cocaine hadn't been super cheap back then or something. Well, and the thing I saw, it said that he. I think if I remember right, it was something like a kilo costed him to like, I think with smuggling it into Miami, because I think they say Miami was like the main spot that he was uh, smuggling to, like from making it to getting it there. I think he said it was 5,000 to get it there. And then they said that in Miami at that time, the key, like one kilo was selling for like 100,000 at that, you know, at that time. So they were, you know, so that was the numbers, like five thousand to make it, and then getting a hundred thousand back, roughly. Yeah, but I'd say he's probably getting a little less back, but he's probably still getting like seventy thousand back. Yeah, so that's still a sixty-five thousand dollar profit. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a- and if he's going through fifteen and that's tons, a, and that's one one kilos, two point two pounds. Like, let me, yeah, fifteen tons of cocaine per day. Right. How many? So that's 30,000 pounds. What's 30,000 divided by 2.2? 30,000 divided by 2. Point, okay, now 0.2 is where I messed up. So 30,000 divided by 2.2. That is 13.636. So like 13.6. So 13.6 kilo. No. Well, I mean 13,600. So 13,000 kilos. Is what he was thirteen point yeah. six thousand kilos. So do that times like sixty thousand, let's say, for a kilo. I can't do that last part, but what the heck? Do you not do you not have enough space on your phone? Yeah, it turned to a decimal point. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how much money it is, <laughs> or not a decimal point. Turned to a, an exponent. Oh, too late. I'm just going to do 13636 like I had it. And then let me do that again. And then divide that by, you said divide or times it? Divide. Divide it by. No, because that's like the number you had after 30,000. Okay, so that's the amount of kilos. Uh, So times that by like 60,000-ish per for each kilo. Oh, hey, here we go. I had to use my different calculator. I have two calculators on my phone. Oh, that was just the dumb calculator. <laughs> You're working big numbers. Yeah. But um, so that's $818,160,000, roughly. And that's us lowballing it. That's a lot. That's a day, though. I thought that said, right? Yeah. So that's probably after, so after he pays everybody, he probably ended up with like 400, the 400 million or whatever. 
Yeah, because that's yeah, that makes sense because that's by the time another, he pays everybody off, pays off the police. Yeah, another number I have on here is like four hundred twenty million a week in revenue, though. So he's probably spending more than that, but still, four hundred twenty million a week in revenue—that's pretty. That's healthy. a lot. Because you also got to think, there's other people that are higher up, or they're not higher up than him, but high up like him that are getting paid well, also. Yeah. Because you got to think, you got managers. You're running a business here. You got to have a guy that's ever top of exports. A guy that's ever top of resources. A guy that's ever top of uh, marketing. Yeah, yeah, etc. Marketing. <laughs> I don't think he had a marketing guy. I'd say he did. A marketing guy for well, Coke. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, he probably was like a normal marketing guy. I'm, I'm saying he's got to go find people that are willing to be buyers through specifically him. Hmm. Now, towards the end of it, he wasn't probably needed because he was already selling to everybody. Do you so. think he sold to like? Like other gangs in Florida, or do you think he had his own people in Florida? Both. Well, yeah, that, that makes that sense. And because think he could have his own people in Florida, but then what would be the whole point of only doing that? Whenever you can take out both sides of the market, because he's not worried about sell like who sells it to the little man. He's worried about the guy buying the bulk, right? So whoever because he's doing fifteen tons a day, yeah. he's, not, he's not worried. He's not shipping in a couple kilos a day. Yeah, so where he's doing that, he's not worried about, oh, what happens if he takes the street over? No, I already got the whole thing taken over. <laughs> yeah, I have the entire operation. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to have you get your resources from me, and I'll let you have your streets while I have a globe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, you, you have your little corner. I have the submarine that's got 5,000 pounds on it, so you can have your little corner. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. I mean, How, looking back, you know, I'd, I'd like to would like to rewatch that and see if all like like all fifteen thousand pounds is it all was it all going to Miami? Because if all of that's going to Miami, to me that sounds like a lot in one city. I'd say, they probably or is there just were, way more people doing bit. coke than what I'm thinking? Yeah, <laughs> people must have just been doing it by the freaking kilo. <laughs> Like, like it's just everybody coked up all the time. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's probably still kind of like that in Miami. I haven't been back to. I went to Miami last year. I don't remember anybody being coked out of their mind, but also I wasn't really asking people either. <laughs> you didn't interview anybody. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Are you cooked out of your mind? Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Are you on coke? I think it's a good way to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> There was something else that I was that I, I saw in there that that was surprising. I don't remember what it was now. I don't remember. But you gotta think of the smugglers that they had to pay. You ever heard of George Jung? Oh, I was thinking, um, I wanted I want I'd like to know what the most creative way that he smuggled coke in was. That's all I was just getting to. Okay. If you didn't interrupt me. <sighs> okay, go ahead. I said, have you ever heard of George Jung? No. It's George Jung or George. I'm pretty sure it's George Jung. But he was one of the number one distributors of cocaine during that whole time. He so, had a so movie did, did made Pablo about Pablo like sell to him and then he distributed? Or? Well, he didn't sell it. He just, you had to have the guy to get over the border. He was the guy to get over the border. Mm. And it. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he sold some too, but he did he did business through Pablo though. So if he needed a guy, yeah, guy. like he said, because uh, they has a movie about him, and whenever he went to uh, 
meet Pablo for the first time, he watched Pablo kill a man just so Pablo could get his point across. Like, don't really? mess with me. Because the guy stole from him. So he, you know, came around the corner, had the guy standing right there, shot him in the head, and then went and talked to him. Just to prove a point. Just like, well, that's going to happen. Yeah, because they hadn't started business yet. So where they hadn't started business yet, he wanted to go ahead and just... What, he had to sacrifice someone to start business? Well, no, he just wanted to show them, this is why you don't try to double cross me. Right. You die. (sighs) And George Jung never did. He's still alive to this day. He actually just got well, out. Of- I mean, that's probably be a good idea. I'm pretty sure he got out of jail in 2018. Did you see? Uh, I don't know if this is in Narcos or not, but the, on this on, on this documentary, one of the people, like they had several people interviewed that were interviewing. One guy was Pablo's main hitman, and he said, and the hitman said that, uh, like I guess towards the end, whenever they were like really starting to get Pablo like cornered, he was like kind of isolating himself from everybody because like he didn't know who he could trust or whatever. And uh one of the like one of the last people that he like pushed away was his girlfriend. And the and the girlfriend, you know, of course had to leave Pablo and then I guess got with the hitman. And then the and during the interview the hitman said that once Pablo found out that he was sleeping with his with Pablo's new ex like you know his most recent ex-girlfriend that Pablo told him that um that he had to kill her. So the guy was saying that he had that he arranged like a dinner or something and had to have like people staked out outside of the building. And then he, you know, told told her to meet him at this restaurant at this certain time or whatever. And then, of course, he wasn't there. But then once she came in, they knew who she was and they killed her. And I was like, what, you know. Because how, how does that make sense, though? I mean, why wouldn't you want to kill the guy that's having relations with your ex-girlfriend? Why do you want to kill that, that's his hitman? Because I think he, I think he probably, I'm sure from Pablo's perspective, he probably knew that it would hurt him more to have to kill the girl that he's with now rather than have Pablo just kill him. Yeah, that's true. So, and he knows if he doesn't do it, he's going to die. Exactly. So he's like, he's cornered. Screwed if you do, screwed if you don't. And they also had the people. They had that guy, his his uh, main hitman that they were interviewing. Also, they had one of the police officers. That uh, I don't know if he was the one that shot Pablo, or he was one, or he was just in that little group of people that like ambushed him to shoot him. I don't say because do they even know who really shot him with all the people shooting guns that day? I, mean, I don't know if they knew exactly who it was, but um, the guy said that he like he was there, I guess part of like the group or whatever. Whenever they were, um, whenever Pablo was like, he, they said that he was like went out a window and was like running across a roof, and then they like shot him once in the leg. And like once in the butt, and then like someone hit him behind the ear, and that's that's what killed him. Shot in the butt right before you die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a way to go! Like such a crazy life, and then that's how you go out. You get shot in the foot, butt, and head. Yeah, but in that order though, foot, butt, head. And they were saying, uh, like to back up to his prison, they were saying that he like had the prison built, and then it was like the like part of his deal was he was going to build the prison. But like the the state or whatever, the country or whatever, um, those police officers couldn't come within, I think they said two kilometers. They couldn't come within two kilometers of the place. And then that was like his stipulations was that he would stay in the jail, but they can't get close to it. Mm-hmm. So he, they said that he, like they set up like a watch base or whatever, like w- miles away so they could watch what was going on there. And then 
I guess in the meantime, Pablo had like a like a hideout, like away from the prison that he was still running his coke operation out of. And I get, and something happened. Like they ended up shutting it all down or whatever. Well, he was using pigeons. To, was he? Yeah. He was sending pigeons out, like carrier pigeons, like Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it'd be more like Mike Tyson, like Pablo, but still, you see what I'm saying? I was I was wondering how that works. Like well, how do you, like how do you train a pigeon where to go? How does it know? I don't know, but I know it's expensive. I get, but it is because I remember they were saying something about his pigeons, and it cost him like a million dollars for. I mean, he had a lot of them, but but also he probably got like some kind of special kind that you know. Yeah, because it's Pablo. I mean, I, like I guess to, I'd like to know who the first guy that decided to do do a carrier pigeon was. It's like who? Like what guy captured a pigeon? He's like, you know what? You're going to carry messages for me. And what pigeon was just like? All right. Yeah, like how, like how did they go about training it? And the pigeon is just like, all right, well, I guess this is what I do now. <laughs> hey, hey, somebody's got everybody's got to have a job, pay taxes. All right. <laughs> the one pigeon is just like, well, everybody else is pulling their weight. I guess I got to pull mine. <laughs> yeah. So but, I guess I'll take your stupid message for you. Because that's yeah, he was they're doing this carrier pigeons, and I mean, this is so weird that because you know nobody would imagine. That'd be how they're doing information. So nobody thought nothing of it at first until they, they just look like out. birds flying by. Yeah. But then somebody realized, wait, he used to have all those expensive birds. And now he still see birds over there. I bet, you know, they put one, two together and then I wonder if there's any birds still flying around with a straight message. I'd say they're all dead. <laughs> birds don't live that long. I mean, I'd say they are dead. But or could a- you imagine if you went there and like a you like you saw a pigeon land and it has a little note around its foot from the 80s. It says, and you just see like a little Pablo and you're like, huh. Um, you could be, uh, you can make a lot of money off that probably. But mm. you'd have to try to prove it's real, I guess. That's true. If it was real and you had proof it was real, then you could probably make some money off that. Or you could end up dead. Uh, I don't think anybody cares about that anymore. You don't think? I think statute limitations would come in at that point. Like what? Like what's really going to happen? All these people are dead, or they're old and decrepit and <laughs> don't even know what's going on anymore. I mean, it really wasn't that long ago, but at the yeah. same time, I mean, we're only talking about the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> it's only but, thirty years. I know, but at the same time, though, I mean, I just feel like anybody he was talking to was probably in their fifties at that point, which means they'd be what eighty right now. Yeah, I feel roughly. like whoever that would have been. They could care less, really. I mean, they're probably sitting there in their house. Nobody even knows who they are. If you have a name on there, it's probably a nickname anyway. Right. They'd just be like, oh, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> or they're in jail right now, and it wouldn't matter because they're in jail. So True. Yeah. <laughs> now, if it was a recent one, then, mm, yeah, you might die. Right. So you got anything else about drug lords? Anything, um, anything else you'd like to share? I would. Uh, Are you going to become one? Probably. <laughs> I'll start selling Advil. <laughs> Why Advil? Oh, you didn't say how to be in the legal drugs. No. What's the, what's the point? Uh, because the ones that do legal drugs make more money and they run everything. If you were going to. Big Pharma, bub. Say you were going to. um you're going to start your own drug drug smuggling operation. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What would be your method for trying to smuggle the drugs in? 
from like smuggle drugs from Mexico to here, Cuba to here, or like from here to somewhere else? Or no, you- from someone else, somewhere else to here, like from Mexico to here, Colombia to here, like somewhere to here. So you have to go through like our uh, border, uh, not border, uh, customs. Well, border, but customs. Well, I want to go through customs. That's- well, you got to go through customs. No, you don't. Well, you don't have to, I don't guess. Well, what, do you think that Pablo went through <laughs> customs with 15 tons of cocaine? No. I bet he, che- I bet he checked it in a bag. No, George Jung, that's, well, I, well, I'll teach you some more about him later. But George Jung, that's how he did it first. He was doing weed and doing it in a bag, and then he started doing coke in a bag because he had a girlfriend. Like, like a, a bag, fed. like a suitcase? Carry on, yeah. This is also back in 70s and 80s. But if you bought cocaine in the 70s, like late 70s, early 80s, there's a 75% chance that it went through his hands. That's how much he was smuggling for everybody. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a very high chance. Yeah, 75%. That's like passing on a test. I did see, um, I was watching uh, this border, uh, like it's something on Netflix, like border security or something. And these people, though, this was, I think this came from China, maybe. But the way they were smuggling or trying to smuggle this, I think it was meth. That's what it was. But they uh, they shipped this package from China. And uh, the uh, customs agent, like they scanned it and it didn't look like anything. It just looked it looked like a piano. So they opened opened up the package and it's it's a piano, like a, a miniature baby grand piano. And uh, like it works and like they could like play it and everything. Everything was functional. But since they had seen it before. What they knew was that wherever it came from, China, wherever, these people took the took meth and compacted it down into like a fiberboard almost consistency and packed it down and then covered everything in lacquer and then built a piano out of it. So the entire piano was all meth. So this is like some Cheech uh, and Chong up in smoke kind of deal whenever they drive the van across the border that's made out of weed. Yeah, like the they like in the, in the episode, like the guy took a saw, and like started cutting it. And then he like, you know, they took the scanner or whatever. And he was like, yep, that's meth. And then they like cut like a slit along the edge of it and then just peeled back the lacquer layer. And then it was just all meth. And it was like that, like the entire piano was just all made of meth. Yeah, they definitely watched Cheech and Chong. So like there's some like, I mean, these guys are creative. Well, you have to be to get it over here anymore. It gets harder and harder, but they just find new ways to do it and better ways. Yeah. Another way you can uh, take a shoe apart and cut into the sole and put it in there and then glue it back together. I think I've seen that on that show too. Yeah, that's another way people would do it. But I mean, now where it's been a more common thing used, you, it's not as easy. Like people, whenever they'd sell um, seeds of uh, like for marijuana, they would put it in a bag with beads. So whenever it's going through a scanner, it's hard to detect that that specifically is a weed seed. It's in their feeds and stuff. So yeah, so they had to like go through the whole thing to see if there's anything. Yeah, it's like a whole, it's just a bag of beads. But where it's a sealed bag of beads, you can't just open it up and go through it. Hey, you can not unless you know for a fact something's in there. But how are you gonna know something's in there whenever there are all those beads and stuff in it? Is it not illegal to sell the seeds? It is illegal. Huh? I thought it was one of those things where like. Like, uh, isn't mushrooms set up to where like you can like have the spores, but you just can't plant them? Like I thought, like well, that it that it was kind of the same. Like you could have the seeds, you just can't plant the mushrooms seeds. Mushrooms are weird because they can grow no matter what. Like if you have a cow farm, you have mushrooms. Yeah, 
because mushrooms grow on cow poop. Well, I mean, not all of them are psychedelic, the ones that grow. Yeah, but like, you know, I get what psych- you're saying. I mean, I know what you're saying. Ones, like, they can, they, can, they can grow anywhere. Yeah, like psychedelic ones, a lot of times they will grow out of just cow poop randomly. Like, that just. Right. This is and how the it weed doesn't just like pop up somewhere. Yeah, we, yeah, weed doesn't just pop up. So, with like shrooms, it's a little different. And who's really going through and analyzing all the shrooms? Like, I, <laughs> I don't even like mushrooms. So, I don't, I'm not trying to figure out which one's which. But with weed, yeah, it doesn't just randomly pop up. You definitely plant it. Right. But that's the reason why the seeds are legal, though, is because it's. Because you're, you're going to plant them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not just going to have the seeds just to be like, got some seeds. It's not like how you can get away with a paraphernalia or you can say well it's a water tobacco pipe yeah <laughs> i definitely don't do drugs out of this this is a water tobacco or like have you seen the um the things that the crack pipes at speedway oh the little like five dollar ones that look like well I don't, I don't know how much they cost but like it's just like a little like a little glass pipe that has a rose in it and it says like it's it sold as like a like a vase or something oh but it's like clearly a crack pipe yeah oh, i've seen those I used to watch it like I just remember watching videos of on YouTube people doing that stuff. I saw one of those inside of a speedway. Like it was like right next to the register. It was like a whole oh, like yeah. a like a little thing. Because it's legal to sell. So I remember seeing it and I was just like, well, I know this is where all the crackheads go. <laughs> yep. That's how it be though. All right, well, it's been an hour. Oh jeez. I think we're gonna close this one off. So I think everybody universally agrees Pablo Escobar is the greatest drug lord of all time. Uh, yeah, I agree. Would uh, you all time? All time, yeah. Before we leave, if you could, if you could go to dinner with Pablo and ask him something, what would you ask? Him? Where'd you bury all that money? <laughs> Every location. Can I have a detailed map where all of your money's at? Yeah, because don't be wrong, like a decent amount it's been found, but I bet you money that there's at least I bet at least probably a twentieth of time been found. And that's enough to make you rich. It's one barrel on average. I not on average, but I bet you like a whole barrel of cash. I'd say one barrel is enough for me not have to work anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So imagine if you find three barrels. Like three on top of each other. And you're just like, oh, I found one. Oh, I found another one. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'll go and keep searching, you know, using shovels and digging up. But I'm just saying, like, just imagine finding three of those. Yeah. I have, there's probably at least three million in each one, at least, depending on what kind of bills he's using. Could be more, yeah. could be less. But say, I mean, you can say two million. That's you still know you know they're big bills. He ain't burying no small bills. He, yeah, uh, he probably burned the small ones. And wasn't there a time that his kid got cold, so he burnt money just to keep him warm? I think I said he burned like two million dollars keeping his kid warm, just chucking bricks of cash into a fire. Just can't imagine being that rich. Yeah, but uh, my question was was like, you know, it was going to be pretty much similar. I was just, my question would just be like, can I have some money? <laughs> nah, I'll work for it, but by working for it, I just want to go dig it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I saw a thing where this guy accidentally dug up a thing of his money, and 
like turned into the police. I'm just like, what? Dug up a thing of Pablo's money? Because yeah, it was on his farm. And I guess. And he turned it into the police. What an idiot. How much was it? I think. Oh, I don't remember. It was a lot. Like millions or like hundred, just hundreds of thousands? I think it was like hundreds of thousands. Oh, there, there ain't no way. If I, if I start digging in my backyard like, and I, I mean, find a couple hundred thousand dollars back there, no one's going to know. I ain't telling nobody. Oh, no, me neither. I'm, I'll even try to look it up before we get off here. Much. Right. There was another case that I, that I don't, I don't like anything to do with Pablo, but I saw like a, an article where some guy found some crazy amount of money and he did the same thing, like turned it into the police or something. And they were like, or maybe it was a kid or something, but they were like, the police station was like congratulating him for like doing a good deed or something. And I was just like, you idiot. Like, why would you do that? Oh. Colombian <laughs> farmer finds $600 million buried by Pablo Ooh. Escobar. 600 million? Well, that's what it's saying. And he turned it in? Bet you is a billion. <laughs> yeah, six hundred million dollars inside. Oh my god! I can tell you one thing. I find six hundred million dollars. I'm not telling anybody. Oh yeah, and I'm definitely not turning it in. I'm starting a business and laundering all of it. Did somebody backhand that guy? I would have. I mean, it's- how can you be that stupid? I mean, I'm not saying don't I turn in a hundred million. Make yourself look don't good. no. I'm not you don't that. don't even turn in one dollar. <laughs> I'm not turning in nothing. You heard it here, kids. Okay. If, if I find, found six hundred million dollars in my, I don't care if it's drug money, I don't care what it is. If I find six hundred million dollars in my backyard, I'm not turning in a penny. Nothing. I know a guy that found a hundred thousand dollars one time. Really? Mm-hmm. Like how? I won't say names, but um, he was at a, he went to Ohio for some reason. I'm not even going to say where he was at, but let's just, all I can say, well, he was in Ohio. He was leaving, went to his car. While he's going to his car, he sees like a, a bag flapping in the wind behind the tire of somebody else's car. He's trying to be a good citizen. So he goes to pick it up and throw it away thinking it's trash. Yeah. Picks it up and this is full of cash. So he puts it back down real quick. It's in his car and he's staring over there because it's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. And then nobody came for like an hour. So he just went over there and picked it up. And I mean, that's a good investment of time. An hour for $100,000. I see, that's my thing. I'm like, that was definitely a drug deal of some sort. Oh, of but why did they wait an hour? Why would you put, I mean, it might not have been a hundred thousand. It might have been like 60,000, but either way, still. How nervous was this guy like driving away? Oh, super. Oh, you, you, I'd be like, you'd be like pouring sweat, just like, oh. Super nervous. You, like, somebody had to have their eye on that. Oh, I, from some, like, because I know if this guy threw a guy, like, you know. Yeah. Like, it's, so it's not like I'm like close friends with him or nothing. Yeah. It's just, I remember them telling me a story about this guy. I'm just like, uh, he like went home, paid a bunch of his bills, and paid his car off, and then like put the rest away. Be funny if like so, if like that money was like directly linked to like a murder or something, and everyone's like, hmm, "So how did you get this money?" And he's just like, "Oh, oh, oh I don't know." Well, 
That's so crazy to think about. Sixty grand. Like if you just found it. Like that's like that you dream of that as like a kid. Oh yeah. Like if I found like blah 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 just laying in the street, and then like that day happens and you're like, I literally found a bag of money. The most money I've ever found is five dollars. I don't even think I found that. I, f- I found like a couple quarters one time. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Let's wrap it up.